Okay, welcome in. Teal Shirt Report podcast episode show number 75. 75, when you think of it, is really kind of a a golden number. Not 100, but 75 is a big-time number. No doubt about that. When I think about 75, you know what I think about? First thing that came to my mind was 750 WSB out of Atlanta, where I listened to Atlanta Hawks basketball back in the day. I think I used to listen to some Braves games. I'm a big Braves fan. Of course, um, basically, we had Jacksonville stations carrying the Braves uh, most of the time. However, the Hawks games, you had to go to WSB, 750 AM, 50,000-watt 50, uh, 50, blowtorch out of Atlanta. It's, I used to listen to Skip Carey doing the games. I think Skip Carey was one of the best NBA announcers I ever heard. And nowadays, I believe the Hawks are actually on they're on a different station now. I think the stations have changed a couple of different times. But 75, I think, about WSB, which is actually 750 on the AM dial. 50,000-watt blowtorch out of Atlanta. If I can find a player who wore number 75, we'll mention that, too, in this podcast. How about the Jaguars? When we talk about episode show number 75, we're talking about now my goodness, a four-game winning streak in Pittsburgh coming up. What? What did? Does anybody remember what I said going into uh, these next two games? The New Orleans victory was big, thirty-one to twenty-four over the Saints. Jaguars played well in that game. The Saints had a lot of injuries. The Jags had some injuries. By the way, Trevor Lawrence again is questionable for the Pittsburgh game uh, this Sunday, and you might say, "Well, he." played uh last week right in fact now well over a week ago because the game was on thursday night it has been as they record this podcast on saturday morning and it's important i tell you that because we're going to talk about college football too i want to i want everybody to make sure they know that i'm talking about these games before they start and before they're played because we're going to talk a little college football too but when we talk about the jaguars and actually a four-game winning streak. I mean, part of that winning streak is Trevor Lawrence, man. What a team player. He was some quarterbacks, I'm not going to name them, but some quarterbacks across the league can be even cleared to play. Even if they're questionable, they're coming off an injury, and they choose, ah, better not go. There was actually, I understand, a quarterback that did that. I'm not going to name him. Don't really want to talk about him. However, Trevor Lawrence is a true team guy in in almost every sense of the word. We're going to pull up the latest spread on the Jaguars game with the Steelers. It's, it's on the road. And if anybody remembers me talking about the road trip at New Orleans and then at Pittsburgh, I said, you know, I think the Jags will go one and one on those two games. Lo and behold, they won the first one in New Orleans. And I would – and. I hate to go against the Jaguars, but I'm kind of leaning toward Pittsburgh in this one. If the Jaguars can prove me wrong this week, we might have a juggernaut on our hands. Jaguars 5-2 and two atop the division. You know, pro sports is a little bit different than colleges. You go on the road for two games. Hey, you want to go play 500 ball on the road and then have, you know, winning record at home. Isn't that the old adage? I'm kind of liking... I'm kind of liking Pittsburgh to win this game. I hope my Jaguars prove me wrong. And it's not that I don't believe in them, because I do. 
But, man, the NFL is tough from week to week. And to extend a four-game winning streak, man, that is tough. We'll see what happens. A score came to me when I was in the shower or the bathroom, et cetera, what have you. I think Pittsburgh's going to win it 26-23. And I hate to be such a sour apple on the Jaguars. But what I try to do on this podcast what I really try to do is make sense out of it all. I want the Jaguars to win as much as anyone or more. That's part of the fan base that covers the Jaguars as I do in the quote unquote media. Uh, I'm a little, you know, we, we kind of left things off with, um, you know, we kind of left things off with the Monday night game, you know, Minnesota won on Monday night. What was it? Was it 22 17? We'll, we'll take a look at that. Um, also, we're going to get the, the line on this uh, darn Jaguars-Pittsburgh game in Pittsburgh. The Jaguars have had a lot of success in Pittsburgh. Brother Blake Bortles won two road games in Pittsburgh back in uh, the 2017 season. And I think the second game was in January of 2018 during the playoffs. Bortles won two games in Pittsburgh. Brother Blake Bortles probably will never play another game in the NFL. I think he's completely retired now. And I think he's bought some property around Jacksonville and the intercoastal. I think he sold some property, bought some property. I think he's building a new home right near, right near where I am. Uh, Well, you know, he's probably going to be 20, 30 minutes down the road from, from where I am at world headquarters, but I know where he is. Brother Blake Bortles, two and one. That was his playoff record. Should should have been three and zero. We all know about the New England game, how we got suckered by the refs. Should I not blame the officials? Man, there's been a lot of stuff coming out on officials lately. Um, we'll get to the we'll get to the college games. There's not that many in the pool this week. I think there's four college games in the pool. Man, I'm going to tell you, I did great in the college games. I think I was five and one against the spread. Uh, last week. I think it's going to be a little tougher this week, though. It's tough every week, though. College games. It took me this NIL stuff. The NIL stuff and the transfer portal makes it tougher to pick games, especially early in the season. Now the teams are settling in. They've been playing for, you know, well over a month, month and a half now. And so I've kind of got a handle on what some of these teams do. Oregon is tough. I'm telling you right now, Oregon is good. Washington is good. USC has taken a step back because they've given up a lot of points. They got beat by Utah on a last-minute field goal last week, and I picked Utah. was happy they won because I picked them against the spread. Not only did they beat the spread, they, they won the game. So we'll get into some of these picks. Jaguars playing Pittsburgh this Sunday is a date this Sunday, October 28th. We're still in the month of October. A lot of things going on with your editor and your host here of the Till Shirt Report podcast. My name is Scott. I did terrestrial radio for, my goodness, long enough to remember. I mean, um, 20, 25 years or more of terrestrial radio in about three different states. Let's pull up the line on the uh, Jaguars game this week playing in Pittsburgh. You know, we're just a day as we talk, at least right now, as we record this podcast. We're like, you know, we're like a little over 24 hours before the Jaguars play in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. So let's uh, pull it up. 
Did I pull this thing up right here? We go. This must be it here because we do have sources we go to when it comes to lines, picking the games. I'm probably not the only one picking the Steelers. I'm going to say Steelers 26, Jaguars 23. You heard it. I hope I'm wrong, but it's kind of how I feel. Um, the odds makers are expecting a very, very close game. Okay, here we go. And this is not me talking now. This is a source. Um, man, the game is almost dead even. Uh, Jacksonville, I think some money went on Pittsburgh. Looks like the Jaguars' best spread, best Jacksonville Jaguar spread is minus two. Pittsburgh is plus two. So the Jags are basically a two-point favorite on the road in Pittsburgh. The game is this Sunday, October 29th at 1 o'clock p.m. And they call it Acrisure Stadium in Pittsburgh. It used to be Heinz Field, right? Something like that. I think that's what they called it. It's um, Acrisure Stadium now in Pittsburgh. Same place, basically. Um, this Sunday, October 29th, 2023 at, at 1 o'clock p.m. I'm taking the Steelers in this one. 26-23. I hate to do that, man. I feel like I feel like such a scoundrel when I'm picking the Steelers to beat my Jaguars because hey, if I'm wrong, man, I'll laugh and I'll smile and I'll be happy. I'll be extremely happy. I'm kind of this is more with my head than my heart. This pick Steelers 26, Jaguars 23 right off the bat. Everybody's saying I'm going to turn that podcast off. Scott doesn't know what he's talking about. Like when I was up in Atlanta and I was at a Thrashers game back when the Atlanta had a hockey team, an NHL team, and I was sitting up next to, what's the guy's name? Scott Farrell. He used to do a show on the bench on uh, Westwood One, and I was up there in the, the radio booth with Scott Farrell. And, you know, the, the cool thing about the suite up in Atlanta when the Thrashers were there, man, I couldn't believe it. For the media, they had free beer. You could go in there and get you. I think I got a Heineken. I don't think they had any Michelob, but they had Heineken. I said, I'll take one of those. So I'm in the radio booth with Scott Farrell. He kind of talks kind of like this. Thrashers. He's got a real raspy. I, I love. I really like listening to him, and he's a pretty good guy. I've known him for a while. Big-time guy, Scott Farrell. You may know him, too, He or know of him. Uh, he was with Westwood One, did more of a nighttime or late-night talk show. I haven't heard much out of Scott in the last year or two. He's doing some stuff. You can find him, Scott Farrell. So we'll give him a little plug. But I was up in the radio booth, and all of a sudden, that Heineken, I was spilling a little bit of that Heineken in the radio booth. And Scott Farrell said, Scott, you, you, you can't be spilling uh, Heineken in the radio booth. So, so he outed me right during the broadcast. Can you believe that? Wow. So, you know, I've got to save some of these stories for the book, though. Scott Farrell, man, he's got probably one of the strangest, uh, but it's good. His voice is unique. Uh, Larry Munson was similar. Probably one of the best college football play-by-plays uh, guys of all time. Passed away. I think Larry passed away, what, 11, 12 years ago. I, I'm sure his ashes, some of his ashes are at Sanford Stadium um, at uh, George's home football field. Um, my mind conjures up a lot of these images. Um but we'll talk about the Jaguars. I'm picking the Steelers by three points. I don't normally pick against the Jaguars, but this is the second of uh, of a two-game road trip. Jags have been to London, played what was called a home game, and then an away game, and then they come back home and play really well. The Jaguars really kicked Indy's butt at home. 
That's the game Trevor got hurt in. They should have pulled Trevor before he got hurt, but you, you heard that in past podcasts. This is episode show number 75. We're brought to you by Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs. Remember Larry Saucer, you'll find the link on our website at bigjreport.com. Scroll all the way down on the homepage. You'll find the link for Saucer Realty and Capital right near our 24-7 North Florida weather reports. I think we've got a couple of different areas where we do the weather on the homepage. So scroll down, you'll find the link for Saucer Realty and Capital. Lakey Paula hits great internet radio where it's all good. They, they now have midnight rock, midnight central time, one o'clock a.m. in the wee early morning hours for us eastern time folks. LakeyPaulaHits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. But don't worry, they got recognizable and identifiable hits Monday through Friday during the banker's hours, morning till afternoon. Hits 2000s Monday through Friday nights. And a lot of rock, rock Saturdays, and then midnight rock during the week, midnight central time, one o'clock a.m. Eastern time at Lake Uvala Hits. LakeUvalaHits.com, great, absolutely great internet radio where it's all good. Don't forget about the Mad Max mix. Mad Max, what a tremendous show he has. He really does. And I was on the show with Max. Uh, last week before I got my, I'd never got an MRI done, but I was in a recent um, automobile crash over the summer. And so I'm, we're just taking precautions and I haven't even got the results of the MRI. I feel pretty good though, but the MRIs are kind of weird to do. You get, you get kind of, uh, you get like, uh, you know, they put you on this flat, table and they roll you in it's a big round thing or donut around you just like they show on the movies it lasted maybe 20 minutes all kinds of crazy sounds in the background low pitch high pitch and um, I said what was that after I got out of that thing I said what was that radiation I asked the lady she said no 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 it was no radiation so that was my first shot at an MRI but I shouldn't have been scared because Trevor Lawrence got one too after his uh, recent knee injury. So there you go. Might have been the same place. Could have very well been the same place that I went to because my the place I went to was near the near the town center uh, here in Jacksonville. I won't name it, but probably some of you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Jaguars, absolutely a two-point favorite. My source seems to think the Jaguars will win. Pittsburgh will cover. Man, how do you how does Pittsburgh cover and the Jaguars win when it's minus two? What are they saying? They're saying the Jaguars win by one point. That's got to be it. There's my source says the Jaguars basically are winning by one point. I think they're saying the Jags win 22-21 or 23 to 22. It's actually less than a point. They're saying the Jaguars win by, which is uh, basically impossible. But they're getting it all down to basic percentages. So my source says the Jaguars will win. Pittsburgh will cover. The total will go over. Um, when the pool came out, let's see what the total, let's see what the total was. When the pool, when the poo came out. Well, the, the pool has uh, Jacksonville two and a half point favorite. So I came out a little better taking the Steelers in the pool. Because if the Jags win by if the Jags win by two, I still win the pool. That would be that would that would really be what I would root for the Jaguars to win by two points in this sense. 
Um, we're also brought to you by the Mad Max Mix, madmaxmix.weebly.com. I was on Max's show. Man, he has a great show. Internet radio in the first degree. And I, I interviewed, let me tell you what, I'm, I, Max is interviewing me. I'm in the parking lot of where I was getting the MRI done. I, I walked in and got the paperwork and said, hey, I got to walk outside a minute. Got to talk to Mad Max. So we talked to Mad Max for five, I don't know, five or 10 minutes or more. And then I went back and finished filling out the paperwork for the, the MRI and something like that. And this coffee is really, really good, by the way. So, so what I was going to tell you is um, Mad Max keeps playing, pumping out those great songs. Atlanta Rhythm Section, Steely Dan, Leonard Skinner. Check out Max's show, the late Gary Wright. Um, Alicia Bridges, Max plays some great tunes. He really, really does. And he's listened to in, you know, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, uh, a lot of places in Georgia, Tennessee, even Michigan, and, you know, basically all areas in between. The Mad Max Mix, .weebly.com, basically rock classic request and music pop classics from days gone by. The Mad Max Mix, .weebly.com, Max is, uh, his mix of music heard each Wednesday night, internet radio, Wednesday night music request show from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock Central Time, 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock Eastern Time. So we want to thank our sponsors, the Mad Max Mix, Weebly.com, Lake Ufala Hits, uh, Lake Ufala Hits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. want to thank Saucer Realty and Capital and the XFL Today.net following the XFL and uh, I need to do some delving into the XFL USFL merger. I believe that's that's still still in the works. So here we are on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. What a great day, Saturday! This is the day. I was almost going to say this is the day that the Lord has made, and and another it is another day the Lord has made, no doubt about it. But think about this: the Florida Georgia game. Since I was a little boy, and even before I was born, it's been played here in Jacksonville. The only time it wasn't played in Jacksonville that I remember was when uh, here in Jacksonville, the stadium was being built. I heard one lady on TV say, uh, that's when uh, TIA Bank Field was being, no, it wasn't TIA Bank Field, ma'am. It was first known as Jacksonville Municipal Stadium. Then they got a sponsorship from Alltel. It became Alltel Stadium pretty quickly, I think the first year or so, or later in the first year. And then it became what? Um, it became, what was it? Everbank Field. I think after Alto Stadium, it was Everbank Field. Then it went to uh, TIAA Bank Field. And now it's known, Everbank is back. Everbank Stadium. Not Everbank Field, but Everbank Stadium now as of 2023. We'll take a look at uh, college football Coming up, we'll take a look at the, the four pool games. Um, Buffalo really let me down. And and I'm going to tell you, even when we come on here and do a broadcast, a podcast, et cetera, I'm going to tell you who I picked. We're very, very honest uh, as far as the games we picked. So I have to go back because we didn't do a podcast before the Buffalo-Tampa game, but I picked Buffalo. Buffalo, an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. They, could, they couldn't hold that. They had a 14-point lead, like, I think, early in the third quarter. They couldn't hold it. Tampa Bay scored again, and Buffalo won the game 24-18. to 18. Uh, Minnesota surprised. Who was it? Was it San Francisco? 
last Monday, I believe. Let me let me pull that up. I tell you what we'll do. We'll we'll process this first segment, make sure it's in the can. And we'll be right back to talk college football, NFL. We've got a lot of high school football scores, too, this week. A lot of Thursday night games, a lot of Friday night games. The Lakeside School won, by the way. Mad Max sent me a message. I couldn't find the Lakeside score anywhere from uh, the Lakeside School located in Eufaula, Alabama. And the Lakeside School had a shutout victory. They did better than my high school uh, this week. Ed White went down to South Florida and just got plastered, sadly, by a team called Benjamin. Kind of one of those all-star teams, almost like an IMG type. And um, John Gaylor said, man, they never should have scheduled that one. And way down in South Florida. That's amazing. You don't see too many of those. Uh, Lakeside School 47. Lakeside, uh, Lakeside School is uh, located in Eufaula, Alabama. Lakeside School in Eufaula, Alabama 47. And they played, this is really a rival of theirs because Abbeville Christian is like, what are they, 30, 40 minutes down the road at the most? It was Lakeside School out of Eufaula, Alabama 47. Abbeville Christian, nothing. Mad Max's grandson plays on that team. So we wanted to give the Lakeside School a plug. They're having a good year. You know, they've, been, they've lost a couple of games, I think, but they're having a really, really good year. And, Max, thanks for getting that score to us. We'll talk more high school football, college football. Going to give you – I'm, I'm going to give you some of my picks. Uh, there's about four college games that are in the pool I've been playing in the last few weeks. We'll talk about that in a moment. You're tuned into the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number 75 of season number four. Thank you for listening. You know, I've been hearing so many great stories. John Gaylor uh, said to be some really good stories uh, when we had messaged John Gaylor, contributor uh, to BigJReport.com and our podcast, the Teal Shirt Report podcast as well. A lot of great stories about how guys got started playing football. And, you know, John has access to meeting a lot of people. And, you know, I do at times as well. But uh, it's great to have John Gaylor as a, a correspondent contributor and and we want to thank John so much for even also being a supporter of our, our podcast too. So we've talked about the sponsors, Saucer Realty and Capital for your North Florida real estate needs. You can find the, the website for Saucer Realty and Capital by going to our 24-7 North Florida weather. The link for Saucer Realty and Capital is within the uh, weather report, by the way. Also, like you follow hits. Dot com great internet radio and we we talk about the different things they do whether it's rock saturdays uh, hits 2000s the recognizable and identifiable hits monday through friday from morning to afternoon but in a nutshell in a nutshell and we all know about the peanut runs don't we uh, uh brother jc jc's my executive producer we knew a guy from way back that did these things he called the peanut runs and uh, so that's kind of a little that's kind of a little uh private joke now I, I certainly would make a run to the store for some peanuts i've always enjoyed especially boiled uh peanuts i don't know about you but anything and everything could come up in this podcast and we're so thankful to our sponsors and our supporter john gaylor our sponsors saucerility and capital um of course 
we want to talk about xfltoday.net follow the xfl at xfltoday.net um we want to thank certainly um Mad Max with a Mad Max mixed on Weebly.com, LakeUfallHits.com. Great, absolutely great internet radio where it's all good. And for your real estate needs, a lot of people, you know, they're saying, hey, I want to move to a new home or I just want to buy a new home. I want a second home. I want to sell my home. Saucer Indian Capital. Larry Saucer has vast knowledge in real estate. Not only that, though, he's one of the few guys that can appraise land because he's, he's done that for um for multiple years too and he has um it's kind of you know under the auspices of saucer realty and capital he has saucer valuations where he can evaluate property and do land appraising on a property that you you're wanting to sell or a property you're wanting to buy saucer realty and capital uh you'll find the link on our website bigjreport.com that's bigjreport.com so we've talked about our incredible sponsors and, of course, our supporter, John Gaylor, who's also a correspondent uh, to our podcast and to the BigJReport.com Facebook group and the BigJReport.com website. John Gaylor, a contributor, correspondent, and supporter of our podcast. Thank you, John. So we're going to get back to picking some of these games. I, I picked the Steelers. And everybody, oh, everybody's getting that sinking feeling. Oh, Scott picked the Steelers to win 26-23. It's close. I mean, the Jags are a two-point favorite. Now, I got some news yesterday that they're going to list Trevor Lawrence as questionable going into this game. So he's a game-time decision. Do they hold him out? Uh, has he gotten – for him not to play, would it mean that they just want to hold him out? Or, or you know, I think Trevor wants to go. But maybe they've looked at it more medically. But he's questionable, again, with the, the knee injury, the badly um, bruised uh, knee. Um, maybe they let him rest because I think the Jags have a bye week after this week, right? So I'm, I'm enjoying this coffee. The Jags are 5-2. and two. Can you imagine them going 6-2? and two? I'm, I picked them. I've even picked them to lose this week. But I'm still saying they're going to finish 11-6. and six. They're going to be four and two in the division, about seven and four outside the division. That was my prediction before the season started. I think I'm going to be close. Um, let's take a look at the picks. Again, you know about the Pittsburgh pick, right? Let's hope I'm wrong on that one. I was wrong on Buffalo. I had Buffalo. I, I liked the line. Buffalo was an eight and a half point favorite. I thought, hey, surely Buffalo is going to win this game by 10 points. Surely they can do that. And they had a lead by 14 points, but they just didn't score. Let's go, Buffalo. Oh, my gosh. Buffalo disappoint, highly disappointed me. And that's uh, producer JC's uh, favorite team. I think the Jags are his second favorite team, but he's a big Bills fan. Hey, the Bills won the game, right, JC? Isn't that all that matters? Unless you're picking games by the spread, then that's a whole different matter. Buffalo, an eight-and-a-half-point eight favorite on Thursday night. And um, Minnesota won on Monday night, too, right? 22-17. Can you believe that one? That's amazing. And um, we go from week to week to week. That was the uh, – and I picked San Francisco to win that game, and Minnesota won 22-17. I actually won the pool that week. Man, I was like 5-1 and one in the colleges last week. Isn't that amazing? I had Utah, Florida State, Michigan State. Michigan State was the only game I lost – Jim Harbaugh and Michigan won that one 49 to nothing last week over Michigan State. But let's get to this week's uh, college games. 
And you know the big one. The big one's right here in town. Florida, Georgia, Georgia, Florida. Tailgate City is open or RV City or whatever they're calling it down there was sold out. And I think it opened last Tuesday. You know, that heck it opened. The people from Georgia come here early. They, they, they have their vacations planned around this thing. So, you know, you can get there Tuesday or you can get there Wednesday or Thursday. They all start coming in. But RV City is truly popular. And they do some serious tailgating. And there's some Florida fans in, in RV City, too. They're just not all coming from Georgia. There's other parts of Florida. And there might be a Florida fan or, or two from up in Georgia also. That happens. That does happen, I can assure you. So let's take a look at the games. Florida, Georgia. Now, Mad Max is our Georgia Bulldog football insider. This game was, was funny because several days ago, Georgia was a 17-and-a-half point favorite. But somebody's dropped some money on the Gators. The thing's down to 14 and a half points. It's been steady at 14 and a half points, I think, um, the last, you know, three or four days. But prior to that, it was 17 and a half points. Now, do I need to get an update? Do I need to get an update on this thing? Now, we know that uh, as far as the line goes, let's take a look at the latest line uh, for this one. The game is being played this Saturday. Right here in Jacksonville, the stadium is now called Everbank Stadium as we went over all that. A little while ago, October 29th is the day of the game. No, no, I'm sorry. It's October 28th, which is today, right? So we're actually doing this podcast, oh, my goodness, about three or four hours before kickoff. So let's take a look at the latest. This would be the latest line prior to kickoff. Let's see if there's been any changes, any absolute changes. And maybe our source will give us a little insight, too. Okay, here we go. Now, I like some of this. Man, the spread is down to 14, but I got it at 14 and a half, right, with the pool, I mean. Um, man, Georgia, they say Georgia comes close to the spread. Um, Georgia, our source says Georgia will win, Florida will cover, and the total will go over. How about those apples? What's that total? About uh, 49 and a half points. And the total will go over. You know, Graham Mertz had close to, what, over 400 yards passing against South Carolina, brought the Gators back. Gators were down by, what, 10 points. And Graham Mertz threw a great pass. What's the guy's name? Pearsall. And he made a great over the the head, over the our great arm catch. The ball was right there, too, on the winning touchdown as the Gators beat South Carolina 41-39 to a couple of weeks ago. Uh, both teams have had a bye week. They should be fully rested, fully prepared. It probably helped with the injury situation. I think Florida um, was was getting a, a defensive player back that's going to help them. Georgia, though, 7-0. and Florida's 5-2. and I got the Gators against the spread. I got 14.5 points. It's down to 14 solid points now that Georgia's favored by. How about I, I you know, I'm going to go out on a limb, a loose limb. I'm picking Florida to win the game. <clears throat> That's what I said. Florida 28, Georgia 27. Now, <laughs> the Mad Max, man, he just dropped something listening. Uh, when people hear this, the game may be going on. It may be over with. I'm taking Florida 28, 27. That's the only score I could get in my head. But now, 
for Florida to win that game, a lot of things got to go right. We we got to get the Gators got to get two or three Apple turnovers early in the game from Georgia. Will that happen? Will Carson Beck turn it over? That would be a key. The Florida running game that they got to control the football. Um, I I think now one reason why I'm picking Florida is because Steve Spurrier, former Florida Gator. SEC championship coach and national championship coach from days gone by. He won that, that what was it, the uh, AAF title with the Orlando Apollos the last year he ever coached a team. And Steve Spurrier has kind of gotten behind his old alma mater this week. He also said that Billy called his best game against South Carolina. And now Steve has, I think, talked to the team this week. The Florida, the Florida Georgia rivalry means a whole lot to former Florida Gator coach Steve Spurrier. Now, of course, he's an ambassador with uh, the University of Florida, and of, and of course, a football program. Has is it at the point where Steve Spurrier might have actually drawn up a play or two and gave it to Coach Napier? But let me tell you, the Florida Gator defense has got to play. The Gators have got to get two or three Apple turnovers probably early and often in the game. The running game has got to be there. we got to see good high-percentage passing and also some big plays on offense to win the game. If all that being said happens, I think Florida, maybe they could something crazy will happen and they win. I'm going to pick Florida 28-27. to 27. I got it by one point, mind you. But I got them in the pool. I'm getting 14 and a half points in the pool. So I, I took Florida. I'm taking Wake Forest. I'm getting 20 and a half points against Florida State. I don't think Florida State blows them out. I think this is a game that Florida State wins by maybe 10 points, 11 points. But Florida State's favored by 20 and a half. So I took Wake Forest in the points. I'm taking Florida in the points. Oregon is really good. Oregon and Washington, I think those are the top two teams probably in the Pac-12, whatever's going to be left of the Pac-12. Um, USC's given up too many points. They're going to be a notch below that. I think Utah's a slight notch below that, but Utah's good. they got a really good coach. They're well-coached, um, a defensive-minded guy, so they play pretty good defense. Uh, I'm going to take Oregon. Oregon's just playing lights-out football right now. They're scoring a lot of points. Um, they blew out Colorado Dion's team earlier in the season. I'm going to take Oregon to cover the six and a half points against Utah. This is at Utah too. This is a you know a, a situation where Oregon's kind of a kind of a, 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 do they call that a road dog or something like that? Oregon is a six and a half point favorite. I say Oregon covers a spread against Utah and wins by at least seven points or more. I'm going to take Louisville. Louisville is playing really good football. They beat Notre Dame a couple of weeks back. I think two or three weeks back, Louisville beat Notre Dame. Duke beat Clemson earlier in the year, but Clemson's not what they were. Uh, Duke has a good team, but Louisville is is kind of on a hot, playing hot football right now. Louisville's ranked 18th. Duke is actually ranked 20th. I'm going to take Louisville as favorite. I'm going to take Louisville to cover the four points. Louisville is at home. So those are the uh, four college football games that are actually in the pool. So against the spread, I've got Wake Forest to at least get the game under 20 and a half points. Florida State's a 20 and a half point favorite. I took Wake Forest against the spread, took Florida against the spread with the 14 and a half points that George is favored by. I'm taking Oregon to cover the six and a half points at, at Utah. 
and Utah's at home, so that that'll be tough. But Oregon's playing really great football right now. They you know they will really challenge the Utah defense. I got Louisville at home to cover the four points they're favored by over Duke. We'll take a look at the NFL and high school football coming up as the Teal Shirt Report podcast continues. Thank you for listening. Okay, well, here we go. Episode show number 75 rolls on. John Gaylor did give me the the player who wears 75 for the Jaguars, and it's one of the players that got hurt uh, way back in the preseason. So I'm assuming he's uh, still on the IR, of course. And um, let's see. Let's pull... Let's pull that name out. John had given me a name. And John and I have been chatting a good bit even while I'm doing uh, this podcast. So um, we'll pull up that number 75 for the Jaguars. Because I asked John, I said, you know, I can pull up the roster and let's find out who 75 is. It's hard to keep up with all the players, all the numbers. It's Cooper Hodges. Number 75 got hurt What during the training camp preseason. Um, John Gaylor said, I know he's close to coming back. His former coach once, uh, let's see, John, John Gaylor said, I know he's close to coming back. Cooper Hodges, who wears 75 for the Jaguars. I know he's close to coming back from an injury. His former coach said, once he, once he starts, they'll never want to replace him. He's a hardworking guy. Cooper Hodges, offensive lineman. Uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, where's number 75? So we will salute him on episode show number 75. Basically, he's a guard across the offensive line, a backup, but he played very, very well during training camp. But he got hurt, he's been on the IR. But, uh, you know, it sounds like uh, the way uh, John Gaylor's talking, it looks like he's going to be kind of a, a, a guy that can return uh, during this season. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll check um, NFL games from this week. I, I mentioned my pick of the Steelers beating the Jaguars 26-23. I always hate to pick against the Jaguars, but, you know, if I didn't, if I picked the Jaguars every single game, people would say, man, Scott's a homer. I'm, I'm probably a homer some anyway, as most of you know, about, especially about Jacksonville and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I just think it's really, really tough to keep this four-game winning streak going. And I kind of, in the conversations in the, the last few podcasts, I said, I think the Jags will go one and one on this two game road trip, this mini road trip where they're going to New Orleans, where they won 31 24. And now they're going to Pittsburgh. I kind of thought they would win one of these two. They won the first one. So maybe they lose the second one to Pittsburgh 26 23. We'll see what happens. Trevor Lawrence is questionable, but he played last week. I don't think he's regressed any with the injury, so I'm expecting him to play this week. However, the Jaguars, I believe, have a bye after this game. So if you were going to hold him out of a game, but it's the Steelers. How's he not going to play in Pittsburgh against the Steelers? I'm already hearing there could be some some snow up there maybe this weekend. So that that's always creates an interesting view of a game if there's any snow. I will say this about snow. Football always, you know, as far as the players are concerned, they're, they're probably not going to like it that much. But when you watch a game on TV, on a nice-looking TV, 
and it's snowing during a football game. It's one of the most beautiful spec spectacles I've ever seen. I'll just go on the record to say that. I got the Steelers winning 26-23. As much as I hate to predict that, I took the Steelers in the pool. The Jaguars were a two-and-a-half-point favorite in the pool. It's down to two points now as we pulled up the line a moment ago. I lost the Buffalo game. Buffalo won the game. I had uh, Buffalo and minus eight-and-a-half points. And Tampa Bay ended up scoring in the second half. Buffalo did not score in the second half, and Buffalo ended up winning 24-18, but they did not cover the eight-and-a-half points. I'm taking Dallas. <laughs> not everybody's picking Dallas. Everybody says, man, Dallas got blown out a couple of weeks back. Um, I'm taking Dallas to cover the six-and-a-half points there at home against the L.A. Rams. I don't think the Rams are that good, but the Rams have been good in spots. I'll take Dallas to cover the six and a half points. New England kind of found themselves against Buffalo. They upset Buffalo last week. I don't think they upset Miami, but I think they keep it under the nine and a half points that Miami's favored by. I'm going to say Miami probably wins it by three to six points. I'll take the Patriots, though, to keep it under the nine and a half. So I'll take the Patriots in that one. Minnesota and Green Bay. Minnesota's like, man, they are up and down. Sometimes they're really good. Sometimes they're not. Um, Minnesota plays Green Bay. I think Minnesota may actually have, especially a quarterback with the quarterback play, I think Minnesota is a little bit better than Green Bay. Um, the total rosters, if you look at the total rosters, you might say Green Bay's just as good, if not better. But Minnesota's coming off of, and sometimes you don't want to pick a team that's coming off Monday night football because they got, you know, they got a less, they got one uh, less day to rest and um, heal up from the last game. But I'm going to take Minnesota. Green Bay is the home team. Minnesota is a one and a half point favorite. So not a lot to, um, not a lot to cover there. A three point field goal. If you win by three points, Minnesota could cover at Green Bay. I think they will. And if Minnesota wins that game, boy, Green Bay, they got to start thinking about, hey, they're packing it up for the year. Uh, I'm going to take Minnesota to cover the one and a half points at Green Bay. Houston Texans, I'm taking Houston. Going to ride it out with, uh, what's his name, C.J. Stroud, the, uh, the rookie quarterback out of Ohio State, who's probably been the best of all the rookie quarterbacks. I heard Gaylor say that uh, Will Levitz, the guy that likes to put mayonnaise in his coffee, that he may be starting this week for the Titans. Um, I say that if he does play and start, I, I, I expect him as a rookie maybe to get off to a slow start. I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons to cover the two and a half points even at Tennessee. Uh, Houston Texans and C.J. Stroud will beat the Carolina Panthers by more than three points. I like the Jets defense playing the Giants. I'll take the Jets to cover the three points and win by probably four to seven points over the Giants. I'm going to take the Jets. Home team is uh, the New York Giants, but, you know, it's all it's all New York. And there are a lot of fans in Jersey, too. But uh, the Giants playing at their home field, uh, or they are the home team. I'm going to take the Jets with their defense to cover the three points that they're favored by. Uh, Saints and Colts. I think the Saints bounce back in this one. They've been a little bit injured. They can get some of their guys back this week. I think they got a shot. 
Um, I will say AR-15 is done for the year. Anthony Richardson. So it's basically, I don't even know who the other backup quarterback is now because basically Gardner Minshew's starting, right? Gardner looks good at times. He's also looked kind of rough at times. Um, Gardner Minshew and the Colts. I think the Saints win this game. When the pool was being drawn up, Indy was a one-and-a-half-point favorite. So I kind of like that. That means the Saints just have to win the game straight up, or even if they lose by one point, I would win that game in the pool. So Indianapolis in this pool, I've got a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I got the Saints winning and beating that spread even at Indianapolis. Here is maybe, this could be considered an upset. I got the Washington Commanders uh, beating the spread against the Eagles. Eagles a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to take Washington to keep it close at home at uh, in D.C. I'm going to take Washington. Washington's a six-and-a-half-point underdog. I'll take Washington Commanders and the points. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, again, as you know, I'm taking Pittsburgh. Jacksonville's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Jacks could win this game by one or two points, and I'm still winning in the pool. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers are a two-and-a-half-point – they're actually a two-and-a-half-point underdog. When this pool was drawn up, it's now down to two points, with Jacksonville favored by two points in Pittsburgh, which means the odds makers probably think the Jaguars are probably four, five, six points better than Pittsburgh – Home field advantage comes into play, and even in Pittsburgh, Jacksonville's a two, two-and-a-half point favorite. Two-and-a-half in the pool that I'm looking at. And then when we pulled the new lineup, um, the new spread up, it's got the Jaguars favored by two points in Pittsburgh. This Sunday, maybe some inclement weather. We hear some snow maybe on the horizon up in Pittsburgh. Cleveland Browns uh, playing at the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle's got that big home crowd. Uh, they probably needed against the Browns. The Browns have been slipshot and along. They won two very, very close games the last two weeks. Maybe their luck comes to an end in, in Seattle. Seattle's actually a three-point favorite. I'll take Seattle to cover that and win it by about seven points against the Browns, Seattle at home. Both of these teams, particularly Seattle's up and down a good bit. Uh, I'll take the 49ers to bounce back. 49ers a five-and-a-half-point favorite over Cincinnati. This was close. I almost went Cincinnati, but I'm going to take the 49ers to bounce back and cover the five and a half points. San Francisco usually plays pretty well at home. Uh, Denver and Kansas City. This game's at Denver. Kansas City is is due for a letdown game. I think this may be it in Denver. We'll see. Every time I pick against Kansas City, I get burned. But I'm going to take. I'm going to take Denver in this one because Kansas City is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. So I like Denver and the points this go-round. Baltimore Ravens, um, Baltimore Ravens an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. I like the Ravens to cover that, by, you know, win by ten points, even in Arizona. Arizona may be the worst team in the NFL. If Arizona is not the worst team in the NFL, who is? Uh, is it the Panthers? Is it the Giants? But I'm going to take the Ravens to cover the eight and a half point spread in Arizona. I like the Chicago Bears' new rookie quarterback. Our executive producer does does as well. He'll be starting again this week. I think Justin Fields is going to be out at least another couple of weeks. I'll take the Chicago Bears. The LA Chargers are favored by eight and a half points. They've been very disappointing, but they got a lot of talent. Uh, I'll take the Bears 
to at least get within, say, six or seven points. Chargers are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. I'll take the Bears. Boy, the Bears have burned me on a couple of occasions, too. But we'll see what happens. I got the Bears this week against the Los Angeles Chargers. It's a home it's at the Chargers home field, but the Chargers really have a home field. Think about that. I'm going to take the Bears. Raiders at the Lions. Lions bounce back and they beat the Raiders by a couple of touchdowns and show their talent this week. Detroit's an eight and a half point favorite. I believe they cover that and win by say 10 to 14 points. Um, the Monday night game is the LA, the Las Vegas. I keep saying the LA Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders at the Detroit Lions. Um, the pool had you give a total number of points. I put down 45. So if I got Detroit covering and winning by 10 points, you have to, you have to kind of, kind of have to do the math, right? So we're probably looking at a 27 to 16 or 27 to 17 game with Detroit winning. So there's my, those are some good projections and predictions for you right here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. There's a lot of high school football games out there on the docket. I, you know, I did a Friday, Friday high school football scoreboard at bigjreport.com Facebook group. And we'll be adding some scores to the bigjreport.com website as well. But there were a lot of games Friday night. And then all of a sudden there were some games Thursday night. And somebody said, hey, did you do a Thursday night scoreboard? Um, well, we did. We did a Thursday night. We did a Friday night. Friday night was last night, actually. Friday night, October the 27th. And let's take a look. We'll take a look at some scores from Friday night, and then we'll go back and try to find the Thursday night games, too. Uh, let's see. Friday night, October the 27th, Nice beat Pontevedra by one point. Nice 24, Pontevedra Sharks 23, a final. Um, Oak Leaf and Bartram Trail hooked up in a good one. Bartram Trail came from behind. To win this game, I think at one time Oakleaf had like a two-touchdown lead, but Bartram Trail rallied, came back, won the game. Bartram Trail 45, Oakleaf 42 the final. Orange Park Raiders have a, have a pretty good football team. Middleburg uh, beat Bishop Kenny by, by kicking a, a last-minute field goal against Bishop Kenny last week. But the Orange Park Raiders who have, a, have, a, have a, one of their stronger teams that they've had in a few years. Orange Park Raiders 41, Middleburg 22 a final. Baker County, Florida Wildcats, 28. Fernandina Beach Pirates, 6. A final, Yuley beat West Nassau, 33-6. Um, it was really tough for my high school, the Ed White Commanders. And Max will kind of relate to some of this, Mad Max. Ed White was apparently playing one of these so-called all-star teams. Benjamin down in South Florida. Can you believe Ed White went all the way down to South Florida and played them? This team might be... Nearly, nearly as strong as IMG, not quite, but nearly. Ed White lost to Benjamin. Long trip for Ed White all the way down to South Florida. Benjamin, 35, the Ed White Commanders, 8, the final score. Trinity Christian Academy, 40, Providence School, 9, a final. Stanton Blue Devils, 35, Cocoa Beach, 29, a final. Hawthorne coming off, I believe, a state championship from last year, right? Hawthorne, 55, AACA, nothing, a final. 
Bradford, man, they Bradford has some defense. Bradford 42, Palatka nothing, a final. Bishop Snyder has an improved club this year. Bishop Snyder, which I guess they're referred to maybe as the other Catholic school. You got Bishop Kenny, then you got Bishop Snyder here in Northeast Florida. Bishop Snyder 32, Orangewood Christian 21, a final. Uh, Gainesville Buholtz outlasted a good Fleming Island team. These are two good teams, too. Gainesville Buholtz 35, Fleming Island 21, a final. Also, Beachside destroyed NFEI, Beach, Beachside School, Beachside 49, NFEI, nothing a final. St. Augustine may be one of the best high school football teams in North Northeast Florida. St. Augustine 49, the Clay High School Blue Devils 9, a final. Ford White, uh, last we had on Ford White was a late fourth quarter score. Ford White was winning 49-6 to over the Hilliard Flashes late in the fourth quarter. Not a final, but uh, a late fourth quarter score. So that one's pretty much mute. Um, you know, basically, Fort White won the game. We just don't have the official final score, but it was Fort White 49. Hilliard flashes six somewhere mid to late fourth quarter. Tacoa Creek 29, Flagler Palm Coast 28, a final, a close one there. That was Tacoa Creek 29, Flagler Palm Coast 28, a final on Friday night. Uh, Lake Ware from down around central Florida, Lake Ware 34, Interlocking from Putnam County 14. Again, that was Lake Ware, 34, Interlocking, 14, a final. In South Georgia, Ware County, 36, Statesboro, nothing. And again, that was a fourth quarter score, but obviously that game was not in doubt. Ware County won it. We just didn't ever get a final on that one, but it was Ware County, 36, Statesboro, nothing somewhere in the fourth quarter. Clinch County, Georgia, 31, Charlton County, Georgia, 6, a final. Charlton County's were all the Bailey's played like Champ Bailey, who played at Georgia and turned out to be one heck of an NFL player as well. Clinch County, Georgia, 31, Charlton County, Georgia, six, a final. Pierce County, 35, Vidalia, seven, a final. Bainbridge, Georgia, Bainbridge, Georgia, one. That's where uh, Damian Pierce played his high school ball. He's now a running back with the Houston Texans, played with the Florida Gators. Really good back, was kind of underused. I, I felt by uh, Coach Dan Mullen when he was at Florida. But he's no longer, you know, obviously a Bainbridge, but Bainbridge still has really, really good football. Bainbridge, Georgia, 42, Hardaway, nothing, a final. Sumter County Rams, 39, Worth County, 34, a final. Brunswick, Georgia, 28, Evans, 7. That was a third quarter score, the latest score we got on that game. But looks like Brunswick easily won that one. Brunswick, Georgia, 28, Evans, 7. Um. Northeast, 49, Jordan High School, nothing. Jordan High School locally, um, um, actually their location located right around Columbus, Georgia. Again, it was Northeast, 49, Jordan High School, nothing. Uh, Carver, 30, Doherty County from near the Albany, Georgia area. Carver, 30, Doherty County, nothing, a final. Up and over into the west, that's right, up and over and to the west in southeast South Alabama. Dothan, Alabama, 38. Opelika, 34, final. The Lakeside School, we got this score sent in to us by Mad Max. He, he texted me the uh, score. His grandson plays at Lakeside School in uh, located in Eufaula, Alabama. Lakeside School, 
47, Abbeville, Alabama, Christian, nothing. A final on Friday night, October the 27th of 2023. And if we missed a score from Friday night, you can always email me, scott at bigjreport.com. That's scott at B-I-G-J-R-E-P-O-R-T, right? Big J Report. Scott, S-C-O-T-T, at B-I-G-J-R-E-P-O-R-T dot com. You can email me, scott, at bigjreport.com. If we missed a score, I know we didn't do them all. There's so many high schools playing football, but if you got a high school we'd like to, you'd like us to put the score on the podcast or on our website or in our Facebook group, let me know. So if we missed a score on Friday night, let me know. Write to me, scott, at bigjreport.com. That's a look at the Friday night scores from October the 27th. I'm going to find the Thursday night scores. We'll talk about those. Uh, We'll do some uh, North Florida entertainment as well as the Teal Shirt Report podcast continues. And, hey, we appreciate you listening. My name is Scott. We'll be back with more coming up. Okay, you're tuned into the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Jaguars play in Pittsburgh this Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock. Jaguars uh, officially about a two-point favorite. I kind of like the Steelers to win the game 26-23. But I'm trying to make sense out of it all, man. How do you win two games in a row on the road? You win in New Orleans 31-24. Now you're being asked to win in Pittsburgh. Your quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, is questionable, though I'm, I'm sure he'll probably play with the brace again. Uh, there's an open date after this game. Is there a chance the Jaguars may sit, Trevor? I can't see it. Not against the Steelers in Pittsburgh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. We're just trying to make sense out of it all. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I do have some Thursday night games. I had a request for checking the Thursday night games because there were a lot of them. We did the Friday night games. Now, going back to Thursday, which would be Thursday, October the 26th, let's take a look at some Thursday Thursday night high school football scores for North Florida and surrounding areas. First Coast uh, beat the high school from the beaches. Uh, First Coast 28, Fletcher 27. Rebalt Trojans 18, Baldwin 7. Mandarin, where Carson Beck used to play his high school football and won a state championship his junior year, what, about four or five years back. And... And now he plays for Georgia. He'll be playing in this Georgia-Florida game this weekend. He's a starting quarterback at Georgia, Carson Beck. Mandarin keeps on winning just like Carson was there, right? Mandarin 43, Sandalwood nothing. The final as the Mandarin uh, Mandarin 43, the Sandalwood Saints nothing. Uh, Terry Parker Braves 24, England Rams 14. A final on Thursday night. Other Thursday games, the Bulls, Bulldogs 52, Bishop Kenny Crusaders 18. A final. Creekside 24, Atlantic Coast nothing. Uh, Reigns Vikings 40, Andrew Jackson 8, a final. Uh, Union County, Florida. They're kind of from the Lake Butler area, you know, not too far from McClenny. Uh, Union County, Florida, and the Lake, most of their, I guess, players come from the Lake Butler and surrounding area of Union County. Union County 42, Dixie County 8, a final. 
on Thursday night, October the 26th. We had a couple people write in some scores maybe we didn't have on Thursday night. Let's see. Uh, Popka, Popka Blue Darters, 33. Orlando Evans, 13, a final. There's also an Evans up in Georgia, too, but this is Orlando Evans. The Apopka, the Apopka Florida Blue Darters, 33. The Orlando Evans team, 13. Uh, Reigns Vikings, 40. Jackson Tigers, 8. Right, both of those schools, man, what traditions. They've both been around so long. Reigns, 40. Jackson, 8. That was a Thursday night game. So that's some of the Thursday night games for high school football. What's really cool is, you know, we had somebody checking out our Friday scores. Are you going to do the Thursday scores? Well, we just did. And we did on the Facebook group uh, that Thursday night as well. And we want to say hello to Chris uh, Brookshire, who actually requested, hey, did you do a Thursday night high school football scoreboard? I know a lot of teams played Thursday night. Uh, since Friday was supposed to be a, be a weather day, okay. Um, well, we didn't. That was Chris Brookshire making those comments. Weather's actually pretty good today on Saturday. A lot of sunshine. Uh, I guess the low this morning was 65. High temperature around kickoff of the Georgia-Florida game is going to be probably 82, 83, 84, somewhere in there. A low to mid-80s probably more lower 80s. Should be good football weather, a little bit of wind. But uh, we'll keep an eye on the Georgia-Florida-Florida Florida, Georgia game going on today on Saturday, October the 28th. And that's most of the high school football scores. If we missed your team or you'd like to add a game uh, to the scoreboard, you can always write to me, uh, scott at bigjreport.com. I gave somebody my email address the other day, and they tried to spell it J-A-Y, and that's absolutely wrong. It's scott at bigjreport.com, B-I-G-J-R-E-P-O-R-T.com. Scott, S-C-O-T-T, scott at bigjreport.com. So I hope you got it. And uh, we'll take a look at North Florida Entertainment. The Icemen are back playing hockey at the arena we wanted to kind of, you know, the Iceman started out with a three to one win over the Florida Everblades just a few days ago. But uh, we also want to mention um, the Jacksonville Iceman got some, some games coming up and they got some really nice home games coming up at the arena as well. So let me try to pull up some, some info we got on the uh, schedule of games coming up. There's a couple of games coming up in November. I believe those are the next games coming up. Let's take a look. November the 2nd, the Iceman did defeat the Florida Everblades 3-1 to back on Saturday evening, October the 28th. Uh, no, actually, that game, wait a second, that game is tonight, right? Saturday, October the 28th. That game's on the road, though. The Florida Everblades play uh, in Estero, Florida. So this is actually, I believe, the second meeting between the Iceman and the Everblades. The Iceman won a few days back in Jacksonville. The Jacksonville Iceman three, the Florida Everblades one. Now tonight, Saturday night, October the 28th, the Jacksonville Iceman will be on the road playing the Florida Everblades in South Florida at the Hertz Arena in Estero, Florida is where the Florida Everblades play their home games. Jacksonville Iceman back home November the 2nd, Thursday, November the 2nd at 10.30 for a morning game at the Star Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida, 10.30 in the morning, 10.30 a.m. The puck drops. That must be one of those games where some of the, the school kids go. 
Jacksonville Iceman versus the South Carolina Stingrays Thursday morning, November the 2nd at 10.30 a.m. Then the uh, Iceman travel up to Atlanta to play the Gladiators in Duluth, Georgia at the uh, Gas South Arena. Friday night, November the 3rd at 7.30 p.m. And then there's a cool game on Wednesday, November the 8th here in Jacksonville at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida. The Jacksonville Icemen play the Savannah Ghost Pirates. It's the second year in the league for the Savannah Ghost Pirates. This is the seventh year that the Jacksonville Icemen have been in Jacksonville as part of the East Coast Hockey League. So that's a look at some of your uh, North Florida entertainment. Now we're going to take a look at some concerts. If we can bring up the concerts, we'll take a look at the concerts and we're kind of winding down the uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast for today. This is episode show uh, number 75. Some people were telling me about Forsade Alica. And he has been a loicone, right? Uh, Al, Al loicone. Um, he has been just an incredibly good free agent pickup for the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Um, when he was with the Falcons, he was the leading tacklers last year with the Falcons. He was the leading tack. He was the leading tackler in the NFL. Also, his first year with the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's uh, Forsade Aluakon. I think I'm saying it right now. Aluakon. And he's a tackling machine. I saw him in the last game the Jaguars won when they beat the New Orleans Saints. Man, he hit a running back, and he hit this running back, and he just stoned him, hit him stone cold. As soon as the running back got the ball, man, the running back had no more momentum. He just stoned him right there when he got, or as soon as, almost as soon as he got the handoff. So let's take a look at some uh, concerts coming up. You're tuned in, obviously, to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Let's take a look at some shows coming up. We basically, we don't do all the concerts, but, of course, I just told you about some of the Iceman games coming up. The Iceman, last I checked, they were 1-0. and And we'll even check the East Coast Hockey League standings in a minute. But let's take a look at some uh, some concerts coming up. Let's see, got some November shows coming up. I believe those are the next ones that are coming up. Um, well, here we go. Let's see, November shows. Okay, local, local North Florida jam band, late night transfer doing a show on November the 4th at new ven- at, at a new venue called Bedlam on Mayport Road. That's kind of in the Atlantic Beach, Florida area. Chris Parker's a part of that band. He's also a part of the band Psychic Deli. Psychic Deli was uh, recently at Clips Bar and Grill back on October the 13th. But Late Night Transfer, they got a show coming up on November the 4th. Um, local North Florida jam band. Late Night Transfer doing a show on November the 4th at New Venue Bedlam on Mayport Road. Also, Pink Floyd tribute band Brit Floyd coming to the iconic Florida theater. I know Mad Max plays some Pink Floyd on his uh, Mad Max mix show. But this is uh, Pink Floyd no longer touring, doing live shows. I don't think there's any Pink Floyd studio albums in the works. I think they're basically a retired band, but man, do they leave some incredible catalogs of music one of my favorite guitar players david gilmore part of that group for years 
and years and years. He was probably my favorite member of that, that band, Pink Floyd. So also we'll mention, again, Pink Floyd tribute band, Brent Floyd, where you can hear a lot of the, the Pink Floyd songs done by tribute band, um, Brent, Brent Floyd, B-R-I-T, Brent Floyd, coming to the iconic Florida Theater on Saturday night, November the 18th of 2023 at 8 o'clock p.m. Also, uh, Jim Croce's son, the late Jim Croce, uh, back in the 70s, had a son. He was like a toddler, a young young kid, a toddler, when Jim Croce died in a plane crash right around 1973. So A.J. Croce kind of carrying on the Croce name. A.J. Croce will be playing a lot of his dad's songs, and I believe he has songs, too. So check him out, A.J. Croce. It'll be an interesting night of entertainment. And he's a good he's a good singer. I've heard him, I've heard him sing. He sings really well, just like his dad. A.J. Croce on Saturday evening, November the 25th of 2023 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater in downtown Jacksonville, Florida. Also, Kansas from Dust in the Wind fame coming to North Florida in a few months. Kansas playing the Florida Theater on Friday night, January the 12th of 2024 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the newly renovated and revamped Florida Theater. They're back open at the Florida Theater on Forsyth Street in downtown Jacksonville, Florida. Gladys Knight will be performing on February the 13th of 2024 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater here in Jacksonville, Florida. Game one of the World Series, Texas Rangers won it. Who would have thunk the Rangers playing the D-backs, the Diamondbacks? Rangers won game one. I think that game was played, what, Friday night? Uh, Friday night, October the 27th, when the World Series opened and the Texas Rangers beat Arizona. Texas Rangers 6, the Arizona Diamondbacks 5 in Game 1 of the World Series. Let's take a look at the East Coast Hockey League standings. Last I heard, Jacksonville won their opener 3-1. to 3-1 to one against... Obviously, against the uh, one of their biggest rivals, the Florida Everblades, they beat them three to one here in Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville actually has played more games than that. Jacksonville's played two games; they got two wins under their belt. Um, so let's see. Let's do it by division, though, because they're they're doing it in the standings by the conference. Let's take a look. Jacksonville's already in first place in the division. Two games played, two wins, no losses for the Jacksonville Iceman. Uh, Greenville, Greenville Swamp Rabbits. Isn't that what they're called? The Swamp Rabbits. Greenville Swamp Rabbits, two games. They got two wins. Florida Everblades, three games played, two wins, one loss. Orlando Solar Bears, four games played, one win, two losses, and one shutout, one um, shootout loss. <laughs> SOL, shootout loss. Atlanta Gladiators, uh, one game played, one win. South Carolina Stingrays, two games played, one win, one loss. Savannah Ghost Pirates, second year in the East Coast Hockey League. They played three games. They won one and lost two. So hockey is underway. The Jacksonville Icemen play at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena. That's where they play their home games. The East Coast Hockey League, really a strong league, and this will be the seventh year, the seventh year for the Jacksonville Icemen playing as the Jacksonville Iceman in the East Coast Hockey League. 
Good luck to the Jaguars. You know, I'm rooting for the guys. I'm rooting for Trevor Lawrence. He's questionable going into this game, just like he was the last game. I expect him most, most likely to play unless there's something we don't know. But I know the Jaguars were two, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Now they're down to two points. I'm predicting, sadly, my prediction is the Steelers 26, the Jaguars 23. I hope I'm wrong because I guarantee you I'll be pulling for the Jaguars from um, the opening kickoff till the final whistle at the end of the game. So good luck to the Jacksonville Jaguars. This has been episode show number 75 of the Till Shirt Report podcast season number four. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to our producers, our executive producer, JC, our producer, Alex Nunry, and our correspondent, contributor, and supporter of the podcast, John Gaylor. Thanks for everything, John. And you've been listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I'm your host, Scott. Hey, make it a great day. We'll be back again with some new content real soon. This has been episode show number 75. And again, thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast on the Teal Shirt Report Podcast Network. Thank you for listening. Hey, make it a great day, okay? Go Gators.